0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get ready for success. Leadership Strategies for Women is a show dedicated to providing practical and valuable strategies for emerging women leaders of today. It's your time to get inspired, motivated, and challenged to achieve your vision for success. And now, here's leadership speaker
1: and coach, Ellie Nieves. This is the Leadership Strategies for Women podcast, and I'm your host, Ellie Nieves. I'm the founder and president of Leadership Strategies for Women, where I develop seminars and webinars to help high-achieving women show up, speak up, and step up in their careers. To learn more, please visit my website at leadershipstrategiesforwomen.com. Or you can follow the Leadership Strategies for Women page on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Here to talk to us today about how questioning authority respectfully leads to innovation and greatness is Polly Spiros. Polly is the Senior Vice President of Customer Development at Fuel Cycle, a market research cloud technology provider where her teams are responsible for delivering exceptional customer experiences across the Fuel Cycle customer journey. Polly has 25 years of experience in the consumer insights industry, building and leading high-performing sales and operational teams with expertise in the design, development, and delivery of systems, processes, and organizational structures. Polly proudly mentors up and coming leaders in the SaaS industry and is dedicated to organizations that include WIRE, Women in Technology, and Black Girls Code. Polly, welcome to the Leadership Strategies for Women podcast. Thank you, Ellie. It's a pleasure to be here with you. So Polly, share with us a little bit more about your personal background, not just what's going on in your world professionally.
0: Sure. So um, I, I'm from a kind of a, a smallish town, great town uh, in Pennsylvania, northwestern Pennsylvania, Erie. Um, and uh, I was the beneficiary of having some really terrific uh, women uh, mentors and examples, role models in my life. And I think that's, that's, that certainly has had an impact on you know, how I've developed my career. Um, the, uh, I, you know, I was an econ major and that uh, kind of led me to market research. I started with a large CPG company. It was, uh, I, I'll say male dominated, don't, don't like really using those terms, but I really was you know, one of a handful of women. In the uh, kind of the sales force at that time. That was, uh, and, and that had a big impact on kind of how I recognized that really it, it's important to be very thoughtful about how you, um, you know, how you question authority, how you speak with your, uh, your mentors, uh, the relationships that you build. And so over the years, I think I've, you know, continued to seek out additional responsibility, stronger strategic and people demands. And, and that, is really, uh, that has really been uh, a central factor in, in my uh, career, but as well as you know, how I've, I think I've helped other young leaders sort of find their own place in, in their, not only their professional uh, workplaces, but in, in their career and, and how, they, how they form that. So, um, you, know, you say 25 years, I'm, I, all I could think of is, no wonder why I'm so tired. Gosh, it's exhausting. That's a long, a long time, but it has been a remarkable journey. Uh, to build relationships throughout uh, my career and my personal life that have made um, really made me who I am today. And, and it just gives me this tremendous motivation to give back and to, to really help and mentor young leaders
1: who are looking to uh, find their own place in their own careers. That's amazing. So you don't get to be a senior vice president in any organization and in your career without challenging authority and also in, encountering some challenges along the way. So, what were some of the challenges that you faced along your career and how did you learn to start questioning authority? Sure. And, you know, questioning
0: authority, I think, is a sound bite. I think that there's an appropriate time and place to always, um, for any question, frankly. But in terms of challenges that we all encounter, and Ellie, I'm sure you, you too have, have encountered these in, in your career, um, you know, I wanted to start fast and move fast. I wanted to make my mark quickly. Uh, I was really motivated to stand out uh, among you know, not only the handful of women that I worked with, but, but among my peers. I was very eager to, to sort of make my mark. And that did present a challenge, but it was my own challenge. Because I think if I were to say, uh, what would I do differently? I would take a step back and listen and seek out help and seek out mentors and build strong relationships where I could watch, learn and listen and take a step back. And there are so many opportunities for learning that I think sometimes we start out in our careers and and we want to, we want to conquer the world, but it is so prudent to just, pause and and look around you and develop some contextual awareness about how your work contributes to your organization, what your priorities are, where to spend your time, energy, effort, what to really prioritize in terms of, you know, the long game. Because the quick wins are important, but every single mistake, every setback, is an opportunity to get better and better at what you do. And I think that sometimes, you know, we look back at our career and we say, ooh, that's a cringe moment. Wish I wouldn't have done that. Wish wish I could have taken that moment back. But if we really think about embracing those opportunities for change, those opportunities for learning, where maybe we weren't our best self, maybe we did fumble uh, or trip up. That's, that's the opportunity for learning, Ellie, and I think you'll probably agree because you you too have had a, a really strong, illustrious career. Uh, I feel like when you have the world by the tail, you may not be learning a lot in those moments. It's those moments, those cringe-worthy moments where you crash and burn uh, and, and you kind of fumble the ball. That's when you can really, really start to learn things. And that's when you really open your eyes and say, okay, What do I need to do to get a fast feedback learning loop and and get back on track? So I highly encourage people to make mistakes freely. And then when they make those mistakes, embrace the opportunity for learning. And I, I tell my teams now, if you're not making any mistakes, you are not trying hard enough.
1: You said two really great things. Well, one thing you said is to have contextual awareness. And then you also said that we need to prioritize. And I find like those two things put together are super important because they show us how we add, it tells us that we have to be focused on how we add value every day. It's not just about being busy, it's about making that significant contribution that will help your organization and also help your career moving forward how have you learned to prioritize and how do you decipher where you can add the most value? That is
0: a great question. And it's really important early in your career. So we talk a lot about self-awareness, right? That's, you know, we get that advice all the time. Self-awareness is so important. Um, Emotional intelligence. So important. Yes. Most definitely. I would be very surprised if other, other leaders did not say self-awareness is super important, but, Contextual awareness is very important to advancing to, to the next level of your career. The ability to understand with clarity how the work you do and the team you work on contributes to your organization's and enterprise success is crucial. And early in your career, there may be mentors, and later as you mature in your career, there are perhaps, <clears throat> excuse me, trusted advisors, who can help us better understand how our colleagues perceive our work. And it's very important to understand really quickly how our work is part of the larger context. The only way to do that is to obtain feedback and reflection from others. If we work in silos, you can run fast, but you're eventually going. you know, we're eventually going to bump into a wall. So it is so important to continue to ask for feedback. How am I doing? Is the work that I'm doing contributing in the way that my organization expects? Am I aligned with company goals? Am I aligned with enterprise goals? And are those goals still aligned with with my personal and professional goals? Very, very important. And I think that one of the, um, I think one of the challenges uh, when you're in an organization trying to make a mark, trying to to do well, trying to achieve, is we try to do a lot of things at one time. Uh, And prioritization, really focusing in on what's most important to how your your team your work contributes to the whole of the company's success or the organization's success um, is critical and the only way to do that is to talk to those to reach out talk to those trusted advisors or mentors building uh, effective relationships who can who can be a reflection to you who can provide you with feedback along the way you can take all those input inputs Make decisions for yourself about where you want to go next and and where you want to
1: invest your time, your energy, and your talents. That's great. So you mentioned mentoring. So I think we all agree that in order to get ahead in our careers, we need mentoring. And then there's a certain part in our career where we achieve a level of success and then we start to mentor others. Is there a time once you enter that stage where you're mentoring others that you stop needing mentoring for yourself? Or do you continue to need mentoring even when you're in the mentoring phase?
0: I am so glad you asked this question. I just had this. I just had this conversation with someone earlier this week, um, and uh, I, I don't think you ever stop uh, needing a mentor. But I think as you mature in your in your career, it becomes a trusted advisor, and you have many, many trusted advisors. So. At this point uh, in, in, in my, my work, I am coaching other leaders, right? So I'm, I'm ma- ma- managing managers who, who have other direct reports. And there is a common fear um, when you're a, perhaps a, a, a person who has more in your career left ahead of you than you do behind you, where you're a little nervous because you may be managing people who have more experience than you, who have more <clears throat> depth of um, knowledge in your technology. I'm in the technology space the technology knowledge is really important so we have to remember that people at the top of their game they have they have mentors they have coaches that help them remain accountable to their own goals and you know i work with some millennials and i say oh, you know pick pick someone who is who is a real a figure that you admire in their career and you may hear things like taylor swift you may hear aaron you know uh, you may hear um, Novak Djokovic, people who are really at the top of their game, Roger Federer. These individuals all have coaches. Um, You know, CEOs of corporations, they all have coaches. They all have trusted advisors who help them remain accountable to their own goals and priorities. That's why coaching and helping others achieve their goals is a critical part of the trusted relationship, that sacred space between friends family, but, but professionals as well, where you can rely on someone to help you get to your next level, because they're going to give you honest feedback, they want you to succeed, and you return, you, you return that feedback um, as well. I have friends that I've worked with over the years that are colleagues, associates, but they're friends now, and it is so priceless to have, and you know, you never appreciate your network when you're younger, you make all these, you know, you, you network, you, you build this huge group of, of people that you interact with. You don't realize how priceless it is until you get to a point where others are relying on you and you're setting an example for others. That's when you really lean into your network and you, get, you have a, a, a trusted sounding board. Hey, how would you handle this situation? I'm dealing with this challenge. What would you do here? And you get these inputs. And uh, the, the, you know, the kind of the back and forth trust that happens between colleagues who have, who have worked together for a long time, even if it's not in the same company any longer, uh, is so important. So build a network, build a network of professionals and associates and colleagues that you trust, who you can rely on and lean into and get feedback, honest, a uh, good sounding board to help you noodle through problems. Um, that is really critical. And so mentoring is important, getting a mentor is important, but later having those trusted advisor relationships who will continue to help you get to your next level, no matter what level you've achieved.
1: That's great. And you mentioned you know, the, the, the trusted advisor and you also mentioned the coach. So definitely the trusted advisor, people already in your network, people that you've built relationships with over time, maybe even colleagues, peers, someone who's ahead of you in their career. But then on the on the coaching side, you know, when you become a top executive, or, or even when you're rising up the ladder to become a top executive, a coach is someone that you seek out. It might be that you have a blind spot somewhere in your career, but you're actually seeking this person out. It might just be a professional relationship and you're paying for that, um, that coaching. And I think that's important to understand that sometimes uh, throughout our career, we're going to have areas that we're going to need to Develop and sometimes that development comes through actually hiring an executive coach or someone who can help you and walk you through these instances in your career that can help you up your game.
0: Um, I, I can't emphasize that enough. I agree so much. And again, back to those individuals at the top of their game, whether they're a CEO, a world leader, <laughs> a, a sports figure. You know, you think okay. How can Roger, I'm a tennis player. So I use a lot of tennis analogies. And if anybody, if any of my teams hear this conversation, Ellie, they're going to roll their eyes because I'm always using sports figures because they're very easy to say, oh, they're at the top of their career. They need coaches. They need coaches. You know, you, you even if you're a musician at the top of their career, they need a coach. They need a coach to help them get to the next level. And um, you can, you know, there's an old saying, you by yourself, you can go fast. And, and I remember early in my career, that was my interest. I wanted to go fast. I wanted to go fast. My, my priorities have changed. I want to go far and I want to go with others. I want to go with others. And, and that's when you build you know, true competency, conscious competency is when you have that reflection of a coach who helps you recognize not only the gaps, because you've mentioned the gaps, important to address those. But the gains, where you were and where where you are now and where you're going next, it is so important to acknowledge the gains in your career and in your personal development because that helps you get to the next level of conscious confidence. And then once you get to that level, you need a whole slew of new skills to get to the next level. It's a a never-ending journey that is immensely rewarding. Because if you really stop to think, where was I, where am I going, and you realize the things that got you to where you are now, you need new things to get you to the next place you wanna be. It's a new set of skills and understandings and awarenesses that get you to that next level. And embracing the opportunity to learn every day and get better every day. You know, we talk about our, our sometimes in my teams, I'm like, you think we're good now? Where will you see us next year? We're gonna be amazing. We're gonna be amazing next year. And that journey, if you're doing it right, is the most rewarding part of of the whole deal is meeting those steps, meeting those milestones. A good coach can help you
1: get there. That's fabulous. Um, You mentioned something a little while ago about getting to the point in your career where you may be managing people who know more than you do in terms of technology or other areas how would you advise women to develop the confidence that they need to be able to rise to the occasion when it's time to manage others that might've been their peers or might even have more extensive knowledge in certain areas than they do?
0: So there's a lot of moving parts uh, to being a great coach in an organization. Uh, The organization needs a strategy. So in order to know that my, my uh, work and my priorities are aligned with the company. I have to excuse myself. You can see I have a little bit of a sore throat and I think I think I've been I've been uh, um, uh, over exercising my voice this week. So I think in order to really uh, feel confident being a coach, you need to know that your key performance indicators that you're working on are aligned with the company. That's the first thing. Get aligned and understand your priorities so that you know what a work looks like. You got to know how to get an A. Right, and and it's your decision whether you want to do A work or not, but you got to know how to get an A, You you have to know and be really confident and secure That the work you're doing is aligned with your enterprise or your company's or your organization's goals. Once you have clarity On the how your goals align with the organization's goals, then you have sort of key metrics that you need to meet and those key metrics help you be a great manager, help you be a great coach. Because at the end of the day, if you're managing others, you're kind of pointing in a direction and you're saying, here's where we're going. Not sure exactly what that looks like. Here's where we're going, come along with me. I need you, I need you, I need all your mad sales skills. I need all your mad strategy skills. I need your mad tech skills. Because we're not gonna get there without all of those skills coming together. And it is the, work, the coach, the, the manager, whether they have a lot of experience or they're, an early, you know, they're early in their coaching or managing career. If they have the goal in mind, if we know where our North Star is, your objective is to get all of those people that probably have very specific skills that really eclipse yours in terms of maybe it's tech, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's strategy, maybe it's organization. You have to hope that people on your team have skills you don't have. You have to, you gotta hope that because you need them. And so developing the confidence to manage people who may have more experience than you or more or higher skills than you in in particular areas is about understanding where you're going, corralling all of that talent and getting everybody heading in the right direction and keeping people true to their own goals, keeping them accountable to their own goals so that together, you know, it's one plus one equals three. And we achieve those things together. So it's really not about knowledge and parting knowledge because you can get resources. You can seek out resources to help you help your people. But what, what you can do, the, the role that you and only you can play as the coach or the leader is corralling all, of those, uh, all those talents and all those efforts and aligning with the metrics that, that you're accountable, that your remit says you've got to go after and nail. Uh, and that's, I think, you have to you know, keep your eyes on the North Star and where you're going. Not so much if somebody knows more than you or has more experience than you. It's about direction and it's about work. product.
1: That's great. So just going back to the theme of our podcast today about questioning authority respectfully. How can women start developing the confidence to also be able to do that, to question authority? How should women start thinking about approaching that so that they don't also derail their career in the process of doing it? Well, it's a tough one, I think,
0: because uh, whenever you're dealing with people, you're dealing with personalities. And I think that um, you know, questioning authority, is um, it, it can be a tricky uh, kind of minefield. I do think that going back to the core values of your organization, making sure you can, you know, keeping your eyes focused on the North Star, making sure that uh, you are very clear on, on what the company or what your organization wants to achieve next. And if you see something that is derailing that path, that is when you can respectfully Question authority and really include yourself in that. You know, are we heading in the direction that we that we intend to? Would would it be prudent to take a look at, at these other options before we move forward? Uh, is this something that we're comfortable sharing with our people? Uh, you know, we 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 have come a long way in terms of all of us, men and women, all all, all uh, co-workers. Really understanding the importance of respecting the individual, respecting the the talents that an individual brings to the table, and if at any time an organization is is doing something that you know, perhaps inadvertently doing something that uh, is is in some way not beneficial for all involved, I think the the best way uh, to bring that up is to remind the group, you know, your colleagues, and, and perhaps your, your boss or your manager, leadership in your organization, you know, is this where we had intended to go? Are we comfortable sharing this path with everyone involved? And if the answer to that is yes, great. If the answer to that is no, we're not comfortable sharing that with all involved, we probably need to pause. And hopefully, if you have wise leaders in your organization, they'll see that, they'll embrace that. If they don't, it is important to have the confidence to make a decision. It is possibly time to focus elsewhere and, and not be involved in that organization. Uh, but I think in terms of questioning authority, we are getting better and better in American corporate uh, and culture to understanding that transparency, authenticity, and a genuine uh, commitment to um, uh, DEI, as well as uh, um, productive workplace that is also empathetic to our individual employees' needs uh, is, is critical. So we're getting better and better at that. And I think authority
1: is becoming more comfortable being questioned too. You shared some really uh, great nuggets there. And most importantly, I think what came across loud and clear is that we don't question authority just for the sake of questioning authority. There needs to be a level of judgment that goes into how we question and why we question. So when we question, what we're really trying to do is create a dialogue, open the discussion so that people can think more broadly about a current situation that's occurring. So we're really trying to be productive in our our questioning. We're not just challenging to challenge, we're challenging to broaden other people's perspectives and hopefully bring your whole team up with you in that questioning, helping everybody to think at a, more, at, at a more higher level, at a more robust level so that everyone together and the organization can move forward more successfully. So thank you. 100%. There's one thing I wanna to add to that is
0: when questioning authority or, or questioning a particular strategy or movement, it's very important to have alternatives. It's important to offer alternatives because if we're, if we're questioning a, a particular path or a particular approach, I think it's important to recognize that unless there is another way that is available, um, it's gonna be really difficult for authority to see their way clear, to adjust their path, to adjust their approach. So always sort of, you know, always seeking to be part of the solution and not only the person pointing out the problem, I think is really critical for all, for all uh, people that are, are, you know, building their careers. Be part of the solution be committed to being a positive part of the solution. Uh, that's, That's a critical kind of key point, I think, to keep in mind. Absolutely. I mean, that's where leaders
1: are made, right, when they step up to the challenge ahead. And that's the distinction between those that end up in higher ranks and those that are status quo and don't make it as far in their careers. Because when we see issues, everybody sees issues. We see issues every day in the workplace. But it's those that come up with the ideas, the solutions, the strategies to address those issues, and not only just identify and address the issues, but then be willing to be the person spearheading the solution. Uh, those That's when leadership moments are really created for all of us.
0: Absolutely. And I want, to, I want to also emphasize, not only be the person willing to spearhead, but the person willing to help the person at the tip of the sphere. Because sometimes, you know, depending on where we are in our career, we might feel, well, I don't have the authority. I don't have the authority to make those decisions. I don't have the authority to question authority. Okay, you might not have authority, but no one can take your agency. No one on the planet can take your agency. That is yours and yours alone. And you can always put yourself in a position where if you do have a mentor, if you do have a colleague or an ally who, who you truly believe is, is, is on the right path, you know, supporting them and saying, hey, I like what you're doing here. What can I do to be helpful to you? What can I do to be helpful to you getting to the next level, to getting to the next step here because I love what you're doing. Tell me how I can be helpful. That's important too. Uh, and that's how you put yourselves in, put yourself in a position where you may get an opportunity. To, to advance your career
1: absolutely it's those moments that really pay dividends right when we feed others and we help them and we support them people remember that and that always comes back to you uh, yes. in a great way yeah. yeah so Polly our last question really is if you were to provide one piece of advice to your 20 year old self what would it be
0: I would um, I would I would say ask for more help ask for more feedback, ask for, 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 for more coaches, Uh, you know, consult with anyone. You want to be consulted? Well, you want to consult, you want to be consulted. I would say, Hey, 20 year old self, take your time. Remember to recognize the gains and, you know, achieve conscious competence. Don't be in a hurry to conquer the world because the world's always going to be there and uh, the thoughtful steps you take, the methodical steps you take to get better and better every day. That's gonna be the key. That's gonna be what you take with you. Whether you hit the president's circle or you, you hit your, your goal 110% that year, or you knocked it out of the park that quarter, these are not the things that you'll take with you in your career. What you'll take with you in your career are the meaningful, important relationships that you build along the way. Those are priceless and they are going to provide you the buoying strength to get you through all of those challenges that you'll encounter, not only professionally, but personally as well. So, you know, develop the relationships first, worry about conquering the world next, that's later and that happens if you're in the right place at the right time and if you're prepared to meet the opportunities when they present themselves. Develop relationships, ask for help, ask for feedback, learn as much as you can, be open to it, and don't be in such a hurry. It'll, it'll get, you'll get there.
1: You'll get there. That's wonderful. Polly, you've shared so much wisdom with us today by talking to us about contextual awareness and conscious competency and how building relationships is really key to helping us get ahead. Can you tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you? Sure. So.
0: Fuelcycle.com. Uh, fuelcycle.com. You can you'll you'll see a way to get in touch with me on the website. We are a technology company, and and I'm proud proud to be a part of Fuelcycle. Uh, and I hope that you will reach out uh, and uh, you know give us some ideas. Or Ellie, you have a website too, right? That you uh, that we can uh, we can get some feedback for. But Ellie, this has been a pleasure. I've been I could talk about this all day. Let's, let's just take the rest of the day and continue talking about uh, winning strategies for women leaders. This, is, uh, this has been a really fun and I've enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having
1: me. Well, Polly, you've been fantastic. And to all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, God bless.